This is Verse Curious, the podcast of new poetry reviews. I'm Benjamin Landry. Taken down from the bookshelf today is What You Want by Maureen N. McLean, published by FSG in May 2023. And in the 21st century, the great ship of human civilization ran aground on the digitally printed rocks of its own making. So runs the spray-soaked ballad of Maureen N. McLean's latest collection, which is by turns doomy and gorgeous, instructively self-involved and self-critical. Her collection's title allusion to the Rolling Stones song, which runs throughout the pages, reminds us that the ship of human civilization was itself conceived along the swelling lines of desire, arousal, discovery, comfort, repeat. It is the rapaciousness of this constant refrain that has landed us where we are, on a planet straining to meet our demands for novelty. What you want is narrated from the rack, gulls crying above dead seals and churned-up refuse. The early poem, from a book of ours, begins with a moment of address and personal connection. For you I got up to see the moon, and later... I know you feel what there is to feel, and oh, movement. We sense the speaker drifting away from the addressee on the tide of their reverie. And sure enough, the poem is soon guided by the spirit of that much-missed and expert drifter John Ashbery, beginning if humorously through the back door of criticism. He writes things that sound like poems, and so they are, more or less, a severe critic said of John Ashbery, how to shape an hour, chart a flow. Corbin versus Corbid, whose etymologies are winning today, whose orthographies are rising. Let's follow a kingfisher down the long shore, extravagant with brush and unseen weeds, and a toppled pine bearing its underside, a labyrinth of roots shocked out of the earth. Elsewhere, non-sequitur lines honor Ashbury, his flexibility and roving energy. But where in Ashbury the reader feels as though they have arrived in the middle of the action, and even McLean's most associative work, we have the sense of the speaker seeing something through from beginning to end. What you want is divided in four sections, perhaps to reflect the different moods or flavors of desire. Most of the lines are lyric and of medium length, but I find her most thrilling work in a poem like Skying appearing in the second section. Here she deals in short lines, approaching monosyllables, and whittles to the bone. Just a few pages later, the poem Root gives us these lines. A walk in the park, snowbound rhododendron, just last week crocus, snow so white it's blue, metropolitan museum, plunder, wonder. Imagism aside, these accumulating fragments have the texture of brushstrokes. One cannot help but feel themselves, their experience of the world shaped by the technique of an assured artist. Interestingly, McLean's assurance is in tension with her anxiety about the state of the world. There are children in cages in protest. There are millions in rooms and concrete can be made several ways, she writes about our nation's flirtations with fascism. In one poem, McLean references Gertrude Stein's pointing objects, a silent, self-evident material cry and insistence, which in Maclean's poetry flags ecological and ethical devastation. At the start of the poem Self-Reliance, 
McLean sets the scene with apparent seasonal affective disorder standing in for a more widespread malaise. Winter, late January afternoon. Night falls fast. You'd think I would know this by now. I am just not feeling it, the joy I should be feeling. The joy we are supposed to feel. We who are alive. But even in the practice of despair, McLean's speaker cannot fully eschew hope. See how the scenery wades in from the darkness to rescue her vision. Life! Life! Well, my preferred pronouns are we and we, and I sink into the self at my risk. Ours. Oh, dialectic, lyric, society, plurality, yo! Oh, the nineties. Here are the hemlocks, stern as a dorno, thrusting into the fading blue. The speaker in these poems generally conceives of life at a distance, rationalizing experience and holding the ways of the world in syntactical tension, abstractions jostling what seem like discrete images. But occasionally the eye steps in, like a parent, assuring us that what has happened is real and can be endured. By way of conviction, the speaker of these poems fashions a worldview with illusions, both sly and boldface, to Plath, Stein, Hegel, the maritime luminist painter Fitz Henry Lane, and many others. These are breezy, witty visual poems, even when their subjects are formidably dark. Why do we need this poetry now? Maureen N. McLean's What You Want attests that there is possibility, even desire, amidst calamity. This just might be enough. Even the mundane failures might be reversed on a whim, or on a wind given the right conditions. In the poem, Since You Asked, Shorelines, a missed deadline is redeemed by the creation of the very poem. And it's true I promised you something, something I'd send in late summer. But I want to make good on something I promised to send, even after summer. This is the place of the cormorant, twine and line and bungee scrap. This is the place where all boats want to anchor. In all respects, the collection offers us, the readers, safe harbor. Remember how they sang, the speaker recalls in the early poem, Get What You Want. The secret to the stones and the secret to McLean's collection is that the things we want, the things we need, are not things, but rather the song about the things much like the desire that moves the bodies toward or away from one another. That's it for this episode of First Curious. Much gratitude to Deborah Sedell for our theme music, with production assistance from Ryan Miller. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, and consider donating via the button on the First Curious Red Circle homepage, with my thanks in advance. See you next time. <laughs>